Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church. Life, faith, together. The Bible reading today is from James chapter 1 and verses 9 to 11 and then verses 17 to 18. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wild flower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant, its blossoms falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Well, today is, is our harvest service, and, and within the Bible, Harvest time was all about giving, giving back to God. You see, see, God has blessed us. Uh, the Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes from above, coming from God our Father. And so we have been blessed. Uh, we've been blessed with a great harvest. We've been blessed with a paycheck. We've been blessed with a pension. And so at harvest time, was a time when you would give back to God. Uh, they used to give 10%, the first 10% of the harvest, they would give back to God. And so harvest is a time of giving, it's a time of being generous, and it's a time to remember the poor. And that's why we focus on the food bank at harvest time, helping local people in a crisis. And during lockdown, it's been, it's been a testing time. It's been a testing time for many people. For some, some individuals and some companies have done very well. Profits are up. I'm sure Zoom's profits are soaring. But for many, it's been a testing time. There's been unemployment. There's been fur they've been furloughed. And so they're facing the future with a lot of uncertainty. And so the question is, how do we as Christians, how do we cope with poverty and riches? And James, uh, Jesus' little brother, or should I say half-brother, writes in the letter of James, and he gives us wisdom for how to cope with poverty and riches. And we read in James chapter 1 and verse 9, he writes, believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position. And so he's writing firstly to believers. That's, that's people who have put their faith in Jesus. But he's not just, they're not just believers, they are believers in a humble circumstance. In other words, they are poor. They, they are are lacking material possessions. They are they, they're struggling to make ends meet. But they're not just materially poor. They are socially despised. They look down upon. 
uh, life circumstances have been hard to them, and so they've been humbled, and, and, and they feel unworthy. You see, their net worth had established their self-worth. Their, their net, uh, sorry, their, their self-worth, their value, and their identity was was tied up in, in their job, in whether they were rich, whether they had status and were, were powerful. Uh, but this is very similar uh, to, to, to us today. Uh, many of us will, will find our value, our self-worth, in our net worth. If, if we make more money, then we feel more valuable. And so because they were poor, uh, because, they, they, they feel, because they were poor, they felt humbled humiliated, unworthy. And even today, many people uh, feel unworthy. Uh, I'm not rich. I'm poor. I'm not smart. I'm, I'm average. I'm a C student. I'm not beautiful. I'm, I'm not thin. I'm not good at sport. I'm not very successful. People, people don't pay me a lot of attention. They, they kind of overlook me. Or, or, or perhaps I've been furloughed. I'm struggling with, with the uncertainty of lockdown. Uh, I'm struggling with stress and, and anxiety. I'm, I'm struggling with my, my mental health. I feel unworthy. I'm unworthy. And, and this is the identity we, we can have when we when we allow the culture around us to define us, when we buy into the idea that our self-worth is found in our net worth, when our, self, uh, when our net worth, our, our bank balance, our jobs, our status, uh, our looks, our grades, our sporting achievements, our net worth establishes our self-worth. And so... These guys felt unworthy. Do you feel unworthy? Well, if so, this is what James says we should do. He says, take pride. Be proud. What? I mean, what could these guys possibly be proud about? I mean, they, 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 they've got nothing. They, they, they've been humbled. Where he says, take pride, they should take pride in their high position. What high position do these guys have? They've got nothing. Well, the key issue over here, the key fact over here, is that they are believers. They have put their faith in Jesus. And so they have a whole new identity as a child of God. James writes in James chapter 2 and verse 5. Has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? The big idea over here is that we mustn't see ourselves the way the world sees us. We need to see ourselves the way God sees us. You see, in the eyes of the world, we are poor. But in the eyes of God, we are rich, not in monetary terms, but rich in faith. Well, what does that mean? What does it mean to be, be rich in faith? Well, 
They're rich in faith because God chose them. God chose them. God, God knows your net worth. God knows all your flaws and faults. And yet still, God chooses you. God loves you. He chose you just as you are. Have you ever wondered how much you worth? Have you ever wondered how much someone would have to pay to, to buy you what, what your price is? Well, this is how much you were. God was prepared to die for you because He loves you. That's the price He paid for you. That's how much you're worth to Him. Your prices. And also, they were, were rich in faith because they had a big, a huge inheritance. It continues, and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him. You see, we have a sure and a certain hope of eternal life with Jesus. And therefore, we are rich. We've got this awesome inheritance. Now, it's not that we, we, we poor now and then one day we will we'll be rich. No, we are rich now. We are rich in faith now because God has chosen us. God loves us and forgives us and accepts us now. And we have a sure and certain hope now for the future. How do you value yourself? Do you realize that you, just as you are, with all your, your flaws and imperfections, are worthy of love and acceptance and forgiveness? And you might say, but, but, but I haven't done anything to deserve this, this love. I don't deserve this love. That's right. That's why it's called grace. You see, there is absolutely nothing you, you need to do, nor can do, to earn this love. You are worthy of love and acceptance simply because God created you. You, you, you're worthy of love and acceptance because God created you. The psalmist says that you are wonderfully and fearfully made. You are worthy of love and acceptance simply because God says you are worthy. You are worthy of love and acceptance. And when you make a mess of things and you mess up and you get things wrong, Jesus came and he died for you. Because He loves you. And because you are worthy. Worthy of love and acceptance. So don't let the world determine your self-worth. Don't let your net worth determine your self-worth. Let God determine your self-worth. Okay, so in... Uh, James chapter 1 and verse 10, James has dealt with the poor. He now turns his attention to the rich. And we read, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wild flower. 
Now, the problem today, of course, is that nobody thinks they are rich. If I was to ask you to put up your hand if you felt you were rich, probably no one would put up their hands. It's probably only, you know, uh, Bill Gates and Richard Bryson who might go, oh, well, yeah, okay, okay, fair enough, I'm rich. And the rest of us, we don't think we're rich because we always compare ourselves to somebody who's richer, who's got a bigger house, who's got a bigger paycheck, who's got a bigger car, who goes on more exotic holidays. And we compare ourselves to Bill Gates and we conclude, well, I'm poor. Uh, and so that's the problem. No one actually thinks we're rich. But the reality is, is if you're living in the United Kingdom, you're probably rich within the top 20% in the world. And so James is talking to us over here. Now, unlike the poor, in the previous verse, we're told that the poor were believers. Over here, we're not told whether the rich are believers or not. Some commentators say they're believers. Other commentators say they're not. It's ambiguous. Uh, and so it's possible, and, and most likely, that James is talking to both believers and unbelievers who are rich. Okay, and so, firstly, before we move on, a question. Is being rich okay? Now, there's nothing wrong with being rich. It all depends on how you got your money. Uh, did you get your money fraudulently, through exploitation, or did you get it through hard work? Secondly, how you use your money. Do you spend all your money on yourself? Are you selfish with your money? Or are you generous? And then thirdly, what hold does money have on you? Do you own your money or does your, your money own you? Now James writes, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation. Now the rich had a lot to be proud of. I mean, they were wealthy and powerful and respected. They had the, you know, the, the biggest homes and they had the most luxury, latest BMW model chariot. They were wearing these designer robes made to measure. They had the, the latest in-season designer sandals. They had everything. Everyone looked up to them and they were respected. They were good looking and funny. They were sorted. So they had so much to take pride in. And it's the same for us. When we see the world uh, through our culture's eyes, we think money is God. We think money can provide true happiness. That money can provide true security. That money can provide true self-worth. And the magnetism of money is so alluring. Uh, we see the, 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 the rich and the famous. We see the, the footballers. We see the, the pop stars, the TV personalities, the, the YouTubers. And we see the, the, the fancy luxury houses and nice cars and exotic holidays. And we think we want it. We take it in by the glitter of it all. Yet James says, in a very ironic way, that they should take pride in their humiliation. They should take pride not in their net worth, but in their 
humiliation. What humiliation? I mean, they've got everything. What would they be humbled by? Well, James explains, and he says, since they will pass away like a wildflower. And in verse 11, he says, for the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant and its blossoms falls and its beauty is destroyed in the same way the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. James is using an imagery here that would have been very familiar to people living in the Middle East. They see this beautiful flower in blossom early in the morning, yet by the evening it's already withered because of the harsh, scorching heat of the sun. And James is saying that this is, is, is a similar thing that will happen to riches and the rich themselves. They too will fade away. And so the rich will be humiliated when they realize that they have been self-deluded. When they come to the realization that, that money can't buy true happiness, it can't provide true security, it can't provide a true self-worth. Sure, when we buy a nice new top, uh, a designer label, of course, surfing brand, uh, we feel great, we feel lovely, it, it lifts our spirits, but, but the top will start to fade. It won't last. It will never satisfy. You see, what the problem with money is that it over-promises and it under-delivers. Sure, when you first buy that top or, or whatever, you, you, you feel great. But it doesn't last. It fades and then you need to buy something else. You need to buy another. See, if you're not happy with yourself without the top, You'll never be happy with yourself with it. It underdelivers. It never satisfies. You'll end up having to buy another one and another one, and then you won't have enough money, and then you'll get into debt. It never satisfies. It overpromises and underdelivers. And the reason it never satisfies is because wealth and all possessions are transient. It's just like that flower. It's here today and gone tomorrow. We all know the all too familiar story. A famous footballer one day out on the street the next. The, the, the flashy wedding one day and then a messy divorce. And when you die, you can't take your money with you. Not only is wealth transient, but life is transient. You see, the rich were self-deluded often, get self-deluded into thinking that they're invincible. That, that, that they're completely self-sufficient. And, and that they don't need anyone. They arrogantly think they don't need anyone's help, and they especially don't need God. But death is a great equalizer. And it humbles the rich because it comes to the rich and the poor alike. Life is transient. You can't buy eternal life. And so the rich are like that beautiful flower, uh, looking so splendid in the morning, but the next time you look, it's already faded away. Gone. Remembered no more. And even at the time when they feel the most invincible, it says while they go about their business, suddenly they fade away. Life is transient. So are you deluded by the allure 
of money. A quick test. Do you buy things for their usefulness or for the status? Do you buy things because you need them or is it to try and make you feel better? Do you fall for buy now, pay later schemes? Do you struggle with debt? And then lastly, how generous are you? Are you deluded by the allure of money? You see, James wants us to view money and possessions and wealth not as the world views it, but the way God views it. He doesn't want us to become self-deluded, chasing after something that can never truly satisfy. He doesn't want you to, to chase after something that over-promises and under-delivers. Wealth and money can never offer and provide lasting happiness, eternal security, and true self-worth. Only a relationship with God through faith in Jesus can do that. Everything the world has to offer is transient, like a fading flower. But faith in Jesus is eternal. That's why James says in, in verse 10, But the rich should take pride in their humiliation. And now the, the word humiliation is, is an interesting word. It's kind of got a double meaning in this context. It also means those who have humbled themselves. And, and it's referring to, to those who have put faith in Jesus. Those who have identified with Jesus. Remember, Jesus, who was rich, humbled himself and became poor for the sake of other people. And when we put our faith in Jesus, we need to identify with Jesus. And just as Jesus identified with the poor and the press, so we need to identify with the poor and the press. We need to use our money and our finances and our wealth to help other people, to stand up for the poor and the press, to financially support the food bank, to financially support those in our church family who are struggling with with unemployment or with just financial difficulties. We need to humble ourselves. Just like Jesus did. And that's something to be proud of. Because it has eternal consequences. So don't put your pride in money which is transient, here today and gone tomorrow. But put your pride in humbling yourself like Jesus did for the sake of others. For that has eternal consequences. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus and the supreme example we see in him. Who was so rich. Yet for our sake he humbled himself and became poor so we could become rich.
Father, please deliver us from the allure of money. Please deliver us from trying to find our self-worth in our network. Father, there's so many of us who are, are, are struggling, trying to find our self-worth in our net worth, and yet we're struggling because we furloughed or we're just facing in, uh, uncertain times. We're struggling with the uncertainty of lockdown. We're struggling with anxiety and stress and, and, and mental health issues, and we feel poor. Help us to find our self-worth in you. And then, Father, when we've done that, we pray that by your Holy Spirit, you would create a spirit of generosity within us so that we would be able to use all our gifts and our wealth and our money to help other people and to grow your kingdom. Deliver us from being selfish. Forgive us in the times when we have. And give us a real spirit of generosity, we pray. In the name of Jesus. Amen. For more information, please visit our website at abergavennybaptist.co.uk.